Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. My name's Stephen Jones from The Sunday Times. Welcome to our weekly episode of The Ruck. Thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you for pushing our numbers sky high. Really appreciate it. And uh, to Jill and Donald, who I met on uh, in the Walter Kerr Theatre on Friday evening. Hi, and thank you for listening to The Ruck. And I think we agree that what we were heard on Friday evening is something beyond even the greatness of The Ruck, and in fact, beyond anything that any of us had ever heard before. So Beyond The Ruck? Almost like so. <laughs> to, to Bruce on well, Broadway. You've really started out on a limb today, Steve. No, you can't go beyond the boss. He's right. To Bruce on Broadway, Bruce, as it said in the um, in the reviews, it was like uh, you were talking to each member of the individual audience. It certainly felt Bruce like you were Craig talking you were, to me. Went to here. Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. All right. <laughs> our guest today, our panel today, it's a very hired powered panel. In fact, it's one of the biggest we've had since last time I was on the panel. <laughs> Um, we've got Owen, Owen Slot, the rugby correspondent of the Times, the reigning champion in the competitive rugby journalist of the year at Stakes, and he's got the, the uh, title for a one year till it goes back to its more natural home. <laughs> <laughs> we've also got Mark Evans. Last time he was on, uh, we, we still can't really work out uh, the big numbers, why there are such big numbers when he comes on. But, uh, uh, Basically, I was uh, not to reason why. Mark, which sports have you taken over since you were last on? You've taken over. <laughs> you've, take, you've taken over netball since you were last on. No, no, we're we're we're, we're consolidating. At okay. The moment. Netball, rugby league, rugby union, pretty much. Okay. Now um, you are also responsible for <laughs> making a huge occasion out of the uh, European. Uh, uh, Champions Cup final mm. in Newcastle. Well, I'm sure you can't give us any details, but how's that going? Because that's, that's, that's huge. Really good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, myself and, and Mick Hogan and a bunch of other people, yeah, we're really pleased. It's going to be a great event. It'll be sold out. Right. And, uh, you know, we're really working hard now on the Friday Night Challenge Cup numbers. So, um, you know, because that needs to be turned into a bigger event as well. We've got to turn that into a, you know, two-day weekend, two-day rugby weekend, in, in preferably in non- Heartland markets like Bilbao and Newcastle and stuff. It's one of the one of the things you do to help grow the game. You, you do, and, and Newcastle is, is is it's got a certain kudos and a certain charm about it. Mm. You, you know, and um, so you're cashing in on that. A lot of lot of people come for the weekend. Um, if you haven't bought your tickets yet, hurry up. Uh, <laughs> never miss an opportunity. But no, it's a great place for a, for a rugby weekend um, of either code and. Uh, the Champions, you know, the Heineken Champions Cup final and the Challenge Cup final, you know, they're, I mean, they're becoming bigger and bigger. It's still a long way to go. You know, some of the crowds this weekend were pretty ordinary, to be honest, amongst the extraordinary thing at Racing that I'm sure we'll, we'll mention. Yeah, but the, the finals weekend has is, is got a lot, of, a lot of opportunities. Good. Um, and our third panellist today, Steve James, making a rare um, insertion from cricket. <laughs> 
uh, and decided to get his boots dirty for a change, as they used to be when he was fullback at, at Lydney. <laughs> Steve, uh, you've been away at, uh, at, a, at an, another sport. Did it become your favourite sport, or is rugby still your number one? That's uh, good to be here, Steve. Yeah, um, yeah. I was in Sri Lanka for for a month or so. Rain rained a lot, saw so, saw a bit of cricket, but yeah, and no, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, rugby is still my passion. I'm from the Forest of Dean, after all. It's uh, right. a bit more of a rugby area than a cricket area, but yeah, it was good to come out and then covered Wales in the autumn. So, and just done a bit of uh, club rugby since. Had the misfortune of covering Bath against Sale there. Weekend before last. Cool. Right, he's only been back two weeks. He's whinging already. Well, did, I mean, that was did, probably in the worst. If worst, anyone worst, saw worst, Bath worst, be sale, they would empathise. Yeah, no, worst, worst ten games ever I've seen. I reckon definitely yeah. in the top ten. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's a good list, isn't it? Should we do that. Worst games. Yeah. Worst games you've ever seen. Cardiff, oh. Connacht, three or many years ago. Okay, don't forget there was a Wales England international that ended nil nil at one stage. Mm-hmm. That I, was a... I bet you that was a better game than Bath Sale. <laughs> Wales Scotland. Thank <laughs> God. Wales Scotland three nil, nineteen sixty five. Clive yeah. Rowlands. Yes. No, no, oh, six three. Hundred eleven lineouts one. Something like that. Yeah. Hundred eleven lineouts. Hundred and eleven in eighty minutes. How can yeah. you do that? Marvelous. These days it takes you ten you minutes to get one lineout. <laughs> You've got to kick the ball out quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Kick, yeah. <laughs> On the full. Um, Steve, uh, you can uh, you can confine your comments to just a, a, a general impression, but English cricket, the team, is it now rising again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Test side did well, didn't they, beating Sri Lanka, but Sri Lanka aren't the best, I don't think. Um, what happens to the fast bowlers? Because they know, are they starting to creak, Broad and, Broad and Anderson? Well, I mean, they're getting on a bit, aren't they? Um, hmm. But I, I think they'll make the Ashes next summer, and then, then after that, I think you might have to start asking those sort of questions. OK. Um, okay. The tr- trouble with that is not to... Dwell on this a bit, but um, you know, beating Sri Lanka in Sri Lanka is nothing like playing Australia no, sure. on, a, on a slightly different pitch. So yeah, still sure. not many Test series wins in the subcontinent. No, no, ever. no you got you know, I wouldn't. No, no, no. I think that's a you know, that's a, it's, a, it's, it's a good effort, but yeah, I'm still not sure what the side will be for the Ashes, especially the top three. Yeah. Anyway, on to rugby. Yeah. Just a bunch which I much prefer. If okay, if you have to cover rugby, cricket, or the Tour de France, which you do. Rugby. But uh, I do like cycling as well. No, no, yeah. I, I know that's, that's your, your question. Yeah, yeah, so if there's yeah. any sports editors out there listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The king of the freelancers. It doesn't take as long. Just a very quick point for <laughs> uh, for all our ruckers out there and maybe the panel. Tell me what these people have in common. Mark Evans, who, sparing his blushes, is one of the most uh, successful, driven and inspired and visionary in terms of um, of growing the game, uh, creating new stadiums, creating new teams, boosting up the the, the number of people who go to that team, etc. Edward 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 Griffiths Edward Griffiths, who is actually in the same category as it was inspirational in charge of Saracens, uh, was the man who created the One Nation stuff around the South African t- team in the two thousand and uh, sorry in the nineteen ninety five World Cup. So Clive Woodward, who won the um, uh, the the world title and whose England team dominated the world game, Ben Ryan, who was the English coach in charge of the gold medal run by the brilliant Fijians, Catherine Spencer, who is the most dominant personality in the women's game, many, many Welsh players on the fringes, and Brian O'Driscoll. What have these people got in common? And the answer is... They're all in your intro. They're all in my intro. <laughs> the game has decided that these giants, and I mean giants, all except Mark, who's not a giant, no, but he is in the, phys- not in the physical <laughs> sense, but he is, as a former hook, he couldn't be. But none of these people, none of these people who are outrageously successful, 
have been asked to take a top role in rugby. And if you're telling me that rugby has enough good people to ignore that lot, well, you, it's lunacy. So, so in other words, all that stuff he earned goes out with him. The point about Mark... Uh, Ooh, uh, don't know about me. ...here is, is you say he's not, he's not been put into the top job, but, but the top job's available, isn't it? Yep. So we were on this Ruck podcast about three <laughs> weeks ago. We had Michael Liner in here, and we say, Michael, you should be the next CEO of the RFU. Mm. And now that Michael's not in here, we can change our minds and go for our next guest, Mark Evans. That's very kind. Do you mind Do you mind that? Do Just, I mind what? Well, being, being our second nomination for oh, the RFU. Second, chief exec- second in a long list, I expect. Yeah, but that's fine. No, but this week you're our first. OK, that's thanks very, Steve, very, yeah. very Well, very I have kind. to say, that's why I started thinking along those lines. And someone like Danielle Waterman. Is Danielle, and all her influence and all his brilliance and success, going to be allowed to leave the game? It's just nuts. The European Champions Cup... Um, this morning, the Times had what amounted to an inquest on the England te- English teams in it. Not very good, and slightly bore up my my impression that the money is so huge in the French league and the and the Premiership, the, the and and the need to avoid relegation and to get into the top six to, to qualify for Europe, that actually they're not that bothered. Some of the teams are not as bothered as, as they were about the tournament. Owen oh, uh, Racing Leicester, you were in Paris yesterday. That's one of the teams that is now very, very unlikely to qualify. Uh, were racing good and were Leicester as bad as they have been lately? Uh, racing were very good, uh, but they have a, a team, so they have a game that's um, uh, perfectly tailored to their fantastic new stadium, this indoor um, sort of futuristic U Arena, now called the Paris La Defense Arena, which is, which is um, a very catchy title. So uh, Racing are good and they've got a, they've got a ton of good players. Uh, Leicester have been really struggling of late, and they weren't they weren't terrible yesterday. They were actually pretty good. When we're in Europe, and we're talking about Leicester being plucky losers, consolation bonus points and stuff, but it's kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Leicester should be winning these things, contending. I didn't, I never thought they were going to win. They might have got a, a losing bonus point yeah. as well as their fourth. Never fourth thought. Try. Never looked like winning, do they? No, no. I th- and, and I think Racing could have gone on a gear if they had to. So, so uh, Leicester, as you say, hang on by a thread. I, I just, I'd be absolutely gobsmacked if they qualified. Mark, all of us have grown up in an era where Leicester, it, for them to reach second place in the table and and lose the final by one point was regarded as a disaster. Now they lose at home frequently and they're not going to qualify in Europe. Did you ever? think we'd see that and what's gone wrong with them cool how long you got um leicester had huge advantages in the amateur and semi-pro this transitional phase which was the huge membership biggest crowds a lot of revenue largest turnover in the league still still are actually um but the gap between them and some of the others has closed financially and that Mm. comes down to resources and facilities which they were always top of the log and they're they're pretty much along with a lot of other teams now and then therefore it becomes which is good by the way it's a good thing not a bad thing um then it becomes down to have you quite got your culture right have you got the right balance in your squad have you got the age profile right have you got a whole load of other things right and at the moment partly through luck which in a close league is always a big thing. So they've got a lot of... Twag, he's been out for God knows how many years. They've had a lot of injuries. And <clears> the odd poor recruit, you get your balance slightly wrong, you go to the bottom half. Mm. And that's it. And, and it happens in France too. You know, Toulon are running 10th. Montpellier are running 9th. They've not suddenly lost a load of resource. It's just that other teams, La Rochelle, for example, Clermont on a top 
came at the top because they're not in Europe. Mm. So the, the margin for error is really very, very small. When you say, when you say that, um, um, you know, <coughs> you talk about culture, and then you say, you know, mm. if you can make one, one wrong signing. Well, I don't mean, yeah. but are you saying that culture is not a word people use and don't really understand, but it really is a vital oh, aspect? It's, it's critical. It's yeah. absolutely critical. If your culture is right, you can massively out... You, you can be bigger than some of your parts. Uh, and if it's wrong, you can have a rock star team on paper and really underperform. It, it's, a, it's an intangible thing, but you know, it's like that fantastic quote back in the fifth, wasn't it an obscenity trial when the judge said, I, I can't define obscenity, but I, I know it when I see it. Hmm. And, and it's, it's like cultures like that. You, 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 it's very hard to put into words. But you know when you're in the middle of a really positive culture, and you yeah. know when you're when you're in a one that is really not great, and the and you always eventually in the wrong long run see it on the pitch. Put it in very simple terms, isn't it? Because they haven't got a real nasty pack anymore. I mean, there was that time there, was, there were those problems weren't there? when Cockrell was in charge. He wanted to play the old way, didn't he? The old, mm. old Leicester way, mm. and everyone else seemed to want to play this all dancing. New, new modern game, and they, they got a bit confused. And around that time, they lost a big hard pack. And have they ever really got well, that back? I, I totally people, agree with people, that. I mean, people I, don't fear going to... I, I agree anymore. with both. It's almost like but, the same game. That, that is yeah. the... Yeah. the hard pack yeah. is there, has been the history of their culture. It, yeah. I'm not sure you can yeah. play like that anymore. Can you? I mean, get, all I say about that is, like whom? Which, which where... What, the game's changed, and... Yeah, I what, I, I, what, yeah. Where are the teams that rely on the old? I'm not going to sound about 88, but I, I apologise. You know, the old Leicester. You go back the Pontypool team, the Neath team yeah, yeah. of the 80s. When you know, you went down there and you knew it was going to be. You had to win the fight first before you could play any rugby. You but, can't but play I, like that I, anymore. I'm Gloucester a bit better now because they're a bit harder. Uh, bit, well, I, I agree. I, well, I'm more powerful. I'd Mark, say. I, I think it is hard, still open power. to you. The laws and the way the game is, it is still open to you to play to play to play in that way. Isn't it just a? Di- it's a different sort of a fight. You see, it's you can't different. Win the fight. Yeah, it's it a different no, sort different of fight. Power. I think Exeter win the fight. They on do. the whole when they yeah, I was going to say Exeter. And you, yeah, yeah, all right. So we're saying do Leicester, are Leicester, have Leicester got a pack that can win enough collisions, yeah. which is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's a different yeah. thing. No, they probably haven't at the uh, moment. Uh, do you know what? I, th- I think that France have woken up and woken up by um, maybe one guy, Demba Bamba. In the world under 20s, they suddenly turned the clock back 20 years and they smashed the All Blacks to smithereens up front in the primary phase. Anyway, just go on, just carry on. Which is what Ireland did to the All Blacks when, when exactly. they were 14. Exactly. I, I think what I was exactly. trying to say, Mark, was you know, you've know got to win the physical collisions. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you, ca- you can't win a game of yeah. modern rugby if you don't win collisions. Exactly. You, you just can't. Well, yeah. I mean, rarely. Yeah. Steve, uh, when this season started, uh, Saturday's uh, the weekend, match on the weekend between Saracens and Cardiff. Right. Cardiff were meant to be real uh, contenders this year, new coach, which we'd all heard of, called John... Murray Mint or something. Mulvey Hill. Mulvey Hill, yeah. We'd all heard him. But when it came to the game, it looked like Saracens were going to win and Saracens did win by 50. What were your impressions? Well, I mean, the first thing to say, Cardiff did have quite a few players out. I think they had about nine players out and that is one of the big problems with worst regions. They they haven't got the depth depth to Mm -hmm. to cope with that. And they they were missing some, some big names. 
Fair enough, Saracens were missing some players as well, but they got the depth to, to cope with it. In mm. fairness, I thought Cardiff did really well in that game. I mean, they're ahead at half-time. I know mm. they had the win, but they scored a couple of cracking tries in the first that half. That Michael Morgan try was sensitive. Matthew, Matthew, yeah, Matthew, sorry, yeah, Michael. Yeah. You know, okay. so he, he ran from fabulous. his own half. So they were in front, but then the win second half, and Saracen had, had a much stronger bench. So, yeah, it pro- probably went as as I thought it would. But yeah, Cardiff yeah. not at the place where they're asking themselves, do we, do we want to pour all our resources into having a game against Saracens when we can't qualify. I mean, it, almost like Steve's saying, it's that you're in Europe and you're being penalised for it, so why not work work on your on your league game instead? Yeah, I'm not sure that's true for Cardiff. I speak as a Cardiffian. Yeah, in the, you know, I think for the, for, the, for the... It's important for the Welsh teams that they do perform well in the Heineken because um, it, is an, it is undoubtedly uh, the, the biggest games of their seasons. Yeah. When the Scarlets went to the semi-final... Um, last year, yeah, it, was it completely uh, reignited the Western mm. air, air yeah, of yeah, Wales. Yeah. I mean, because it had been so long. I mean, look, we all know the re- thing with the Welsh regions. They they're operating under much lower budgets. They ha- and therefore it's not. It's incredibly unromantic. The reason they haven't got as much depth is that their wage bill is no, a lot can't lower. Afford, no, can't <laughs> it's it's, no, it's right. no more complicated yeah. than that. But Steve, um, I know Cardiff a lot of players up there, but there was no Billy, there was no Cruz. And yeah. uh, whether or not Cardiff still think they can qualify, whether or not, surely with a... With a, uh, well, there's two, there's two lessons from the forthcoming game, and that is surely they're going to give it everything in front of their own crowd. Because it might not give them any league points at the end of the day. But secondly, doesn't this show us something that Peter Thomas once said to me? He said, sometimes I look around and wonder in our league games, why are we playing Italy, Scotland and Irish teams? Why don't we play the teams that the fans want to see? And that is... That is well, that's that, what I mentioned that, that earlier. That is Saracens. But... Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, anyway... I, I, think, I think it's an absolute tragedy there's not an Anglo-Welsh lead. Uh, I'd be interested in Mark's view on that. I mean, I mean being involved. Well, as, yeah. as the principal competition? Yeah. Why not? Mark, over to you. Uh, no, I've always... Well, no, I wouldn't, because I think that that would put the other European countries in an incredibly difficult position, and the game in Scotland and Ireland and Italy would shrink because you actually haven't got a critical mass. If you're gonna go for an integrated approach across British Europe, hmm. you go for a you go for two leagues. I think. Uh, by the way, I think this ship has sailed. This was on the <laughs> table about twenty years ago in the late nineties. It actually yeah, was when, on when, the they, t- when they had the rebel season. No, a bit, yeah. bit, bit later than that. It was okay. actually it never came public. It was on the table. Well, I remember but, seeing the paper. It, it, well, it was if, if Sunday Times is not public. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, it, I know the one you mean, but it was it would a sixteen team British league in maybe two conferences might work, but I don't think I think that ship sailed. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Okay, unfortunately, it, it is it is desperate for Welsh clubs. It is a shame. It's, isn't it? it's a shame. Well, it, it's certainly oh, uh, massive. Yeah. I think you've got to be careful of Welsh bias here because I think the country that suffers most from that is Wales, whereas you, it's hard to see how Ireland are suffering from the current structure. Mm. And actually, you look at the Scottish franchises, they, I'm, I'm, I was looking at this last night, you know, preparation, and <laughs> uh, I reckon they're both going to get through the quarters. I think Edinburgh and Glasgow will both qualify. And therefore, yeah. for a, that, is that, will that be the, would that be the first time ever? So it's, yeah, you know, it's hard so. to yeah. argue if it's working so well for... Yeah, okay. Ireland and Scotland, who have both probably got their strongest national teams hmm. for a good wee while. 
to to say the whole thing is a shambles just mm. because it isn't suiting Wales, which it clearly doesn't. I'm not sure that stands up intellectually. Well, you say it doesn't but suit it, Wales, but at the same time, Wales have got as strong a national team as they've had. Well, that, yeah, there we are. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's another Wales one. Because everyone argues against the regions, but since the regions came in in 2003, I mean, the national team has yeah, been... Yeah, everyone forgets how uh, terrible the Welsh national team were in, 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 well, uh, in the 80s. Well, they the spoon, I think, in 2003, oh, wasn't they? Yeah. Well, go back, I mean, you look at when the game went pro... Everyone always forgets this too. You look at Ireland's record. Everyone says, "Oh, professionals have been brilliant for Ireland." Go and have a look at ninety-five to two thousand and one. Rubbish. Terrible. Yeah. Hey, go and have a look at the crowds of these four useless lumps of Wales, amorphous <laughs> lumps of Wales, slashed on a map by some idiot Kiwi, and tell me that. <laughs> tell me that's any good. The dragons, but, but it has, but it has been ospreys, good, but it has scarlets. been good for the national team, though, isn't it? You can't deny that. Well, can you? Get, well, the national team since reason, you're in danger of confusing correlation Gatl- and Gatl- causation. Gatland yeah. has been good for the national team. No one watches rugby apart from the national team anymore, and it's sad. I remember walking across Newport Bridge with my dad, and it was like ten abreast, and you had to get there an hour and a half before, and you still ne- never get a good place. But, to but stand. it'll be full at the Arms Park on Saturday for Saracens. Which goes back to our original point, I suppose. Well, I th- yes, it does. Okay. There's a whole, play, load, play, play, there's the a whole load of factors at, at play <laughs> in the decline in attendances in Welsh. And one of the reasons I would point out, people bang on about how big the attendances were back in the day. And I was, you know, one of those kids who stood on the terraces. Actually, some of them were, ter- were dreadful. Yeah, no, uh, you know, yeah, you know, they, they were dreadful. Even in the nineties, yeah, there was yeah, no, there's yeah, some yeah, real yeah, rose tinted yeah. spectacles yeah, here, no, yeah, and no, some of the data just doesn't back that up. I agree with that. Well, if they were worse than they get now, well, there'd be, there'd be a minus figure there. Yeah, well, it was yeah. always rock solid Abertillery, wasn't it? Did I send us off as a tangent here, Steve? <laughs> no, no, yes. no, not at all. <laughs> Sorry, what sports were you discussing? Uh, anyway, Mark, uh, you've yeah. prob- I think you've probably said enough, but I'm going to ask you one more question. Is he dismissed from the rest of the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming, Mark. Uh, thanks. You can yeah. come back What's in two weeks' time when we're doing you. our Christmas special. Let's all talk about a key one. What's to lose, Mark? What's seemed to played it pretty well but um, every time I see wasps I think who's who's the who's this guy they played at fly half they've got it fly half they paid a massive amount of money from what's he do, what's he doing there and what's happening to wasps yeah I'm worried about wasps uh, in all seriousness um, you know they a couple of years back they were playing sensational and 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 we all know that defensively they maybe weren't quite up to the very very best but my god they were easy on the eye mm. and I watched the game on the weekend and Toulouse weren't that good. You know, apart from, of course, uh, uh, the legend that is Chesley Cob- Cobbley. He is oh, just a oh, hmm. I mean, he. I pay many just to go and watch him. He's like, you know, when um, Hunter Davis talked about Glenn Oddle at Tottenham and another sport, he said, I'd go to the warm-up just to watch him. I'd go, go early just to watch him warm-up. I'd go and pay for watch that guy if he's playing. He is just such a talent. But other than him, Toulouse were okay. They but they weren't brilliant. They scored the first two times they went in the twenty-two. Uh, but Wasps, they've lost a lot of pace. They've lost Wade. Uh, they've lost. They've lost the scrum halves. They had a couple of kids playing scrum half. No, both of them. Simpson, that, Simpson. Yeah, and both injured. So they lose a lot of pace at nine. Um, they've got no Gopeth every season. That's a huge lift. Yeah. And they swapped. Um, Savanga for, for Cipriani and they too not I know I know a well, that's lot been, of, that's a been lot made of, to look worse uh, because of Gopeth yes being, yeah, true yeah. and at Scrum Half as well yeah. so, and no Wade outside yeah. um, 
and so you've got you've lost a, a team that relied on pace has lost quite a lot of pace, mm-hmm. and he may well be one of those overseas players who just doesn't look great season one. There there've been loads who just don't look very good. Willie Larue didn't look fantastic. He Remember when year. he came he in, took he a took year. a year, and now he looks terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the minute, wasps. If there's a lot of rumours swirling around the circuit about wasps at the minute, both on and off the field, and well, the players aren't happy with their training facilities, are they? Well, I, I think we're going back to this culture thing. I, I, I think they've, they've still got a lot of good players there. I don't think there's this essential feeling of we love what we're doing and we're proud to be here because they're not they're not excited to be there anymore because the promises that they were made haven't been fulfilled. Mm. You talk about the training ground in particular. Mm, yeah. They were told you go to Coventry, we're gonna build this magnificent training ground, mm. it's gonna be you know, we are gonna be mm. the A one team to be with. And they've been there four years or something now, and it hasn't come to fruition. Oh, we, oh let's just um, mm. talk about one more, slightly more specific. Gloucester are now at the top of their top position for about eight years in the league. Every time I've seen them, maybe I, it's like Bradman, I only watch him when he's not going 100. But <laughs> Cipriani has been easily the most creative and incisive player and the most exciting player in the Premiership. Swap for Sopoanga. Is that currently looking at the worst swap since in the history of rugby? Well, it doesn't look great, but I've seen I've seen bits of Sopoanga playing well. He, yeah. he hasn't recently. Yeah. I, I wouldn't write him off as a, as a bad deal at all, but... It, it does look a bit humiliating when you then look at how well Cipriani's been playing for, for Gloucester. I get that completely. I also think that when they that when they got rid of when they let Danny go, because Die Young, he made no effort to keep him at all, did he? I mean he just he just said, Right, that's your contract done and I'm not gonna pay you anymore and you can go and find something else. Die Young thought there'd be a happier place without him and and I don't know that if that's happened, but it doesn't appear to have done. No, it's hard to know without knowing the internal workings of it. But uh, but it, they, they, there's a number of things that often happens. It's come together at Wasps, I think, in the last twelve months, and it's it's they're still not a bad side. Don't don't you know they're not. They they still have flashes mm. of of really good play, and as you say, they've got some very very good. But I mean, Nathan Hughes went off on the weekend, mm. and it looked serious to me. It, it, it's one of those where he got injured, he tried to play on, and then he came off. That's often not a very good sign, and. There's another go forward guy, you know. So now you haven't got him for maybe for a while. You're starting to think, ooh, hello. Launchbury that, wasn't playing, was he? No, Launchbury wasn't oh, playing. The no, cynic no, in me. When, no. when all that happened at Wasp, it was almost too good to be true at the time, wasn't it? Hmm. Anyway, don't you think? Yeah, well, really, yeah. everything that was going on there, he was just looking at it and thinking, this is amazing, yeah. I just think, is well, this real and can it last? It, that, that was always my worry. I think Maybe the, the ultimate sign of, the, of a, that club that that club has issues is that Elliot Daly, who came up through their academy, yeah. went, went, he's played there all his life. He got his England caps um, through the, learning the game there. The news that he is on the verge of leaving for Saracens, you know, the, the, the the enemy, if you like. <laughs> and what does that tell you? That tells you that it's not all good. Well, it tells you first of all he's been mucked around to high heaven by Eddie Jones, mind. And, and he's looking like a fish out of water. But I, look, I have to say this. Victory makes things look a lot better. And yeah. their, their, their injury list is absolutely savage. Mm. It really is savage. Yeah. Just, just go on to some of the other English clubs. Leicester are unlikely to qualify. Saracens yeah. almost certainly will. Yeah. Exeter. Um, 
were turned over at Gloucester. Their, their yeah. chance is now minimal. Gloucester, if they realise that when they play at home to Munster, that they're playing a team where if they fight as hard as Munster do, they'll beat Munster because Munster are no good as a rugby team. <laughs> they, 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 they've, they've got every chance. But, okay. but Gloucester... Are they genuinely coming through at last? Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, the, the incredible thing about that win was they didn't even pick their full strength side no. to, to, to win that game down there. Ed Slater has been brilliant for me. He didn't play, did he? Uh, Woodward didn't start. 12 no, Woodward, no, Woodward came on. Well, they've yeah. got some of the, the, I mean, the South African win. signings are just coming through, aren't they? So yeah. Jack O'Creel hasn't played much yet either. No. I tell you the guy I want to shout out, though. I mean, I know England have got a lot of strength in the back three. Oh, okay, Ollie Thorley. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah. I mean, the kid's been out for a year with an injury uh, until, you know, this season. I mean, I, I, I just happened to accord him three or four times. I don't know why. I like watching Gloucester play. I think they're a good team. He is just something. Yeah, I mean, that wow. Try, that, who, who did he score that try against that Kings on when Ben Morgan threw that? Oh, probably about four of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, that yeah, against Exeter, I mean, he turned the game. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that bust up he made and then went yeah. through the two of them and powered out and offloaded yeah. it to Heinz. That turned the game just, on I, nothing. I, I just don't understand Exeter in, in the in the... Champions Cup though they, they just seem to play differently don't they they've I mean, never, they've never that, competed did you see Kvesic kick ahead I mean he basically into Thorley yeah, yeah and that get, was get, it yeah. I mean but yeah. but they never do that sort of thing do they I mean that's no. the whole thing isn't it they, they keep the ball don't they I'll just say that we'd certainly keep the uh, just any discussion of the Exeter demise on hold for, oh, a, few, no, for no. a few more weeks. It's not, they're not no, 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 they no, no. What I'm saying I just don't understand. They seem to be a different beast, don't they, in Yes, in they Europe, do. Compared to the Premiership, for whatever yeah, reason. They do. There's and a different they, mindset. And they always reason. have been, Steve. They why, why been. though? Can you explain? No, I can't. Honestly, but they it's have. Strange, though, they've always They've always struggled. Never played that, never played that great. Newcastle, um, should they beat Toulon at home and they beat him away, Newcastle mm. got a great chance. It would be a great moment for you, Mark, yeah. for your, your new Geordie friends. But yes. That, wouldn't, that be, <laughs> wouldn't that be lovely? Wouldn't that be lovely I, if they yeah, qualified? Yeah, and again, this, happened, this didn't used to happen, did it? Dean took, he left a lot of people out at the weekend, you know, who were fit. Yeah. Uh, almost as if, well, if we get a bonus point in Edinburgh, it'll be OK, but as long as we beat them at home, because they've already won mm. an away game. Now, yeah. he is one of the shrewdest rugby brains around, so I'm not going to second-guess him. But, I mean, that they and they put up a, a good battle, but Edinburgh, who played a very, very Richard Cockrell type game it was pretty as we were saying it was pretty (laughs) it was pretty low risk until they got a little bit of daylight and then they turned it on a bit but but, but let's be fair you saying that Glasgow and Edmund got great chance to qualify, uh, yeah. To qualify, Leinster coming through, obviously uh, on on excellent form, and that's that's a good thing because there was a time when it was an English French monopoly. Yes. No, it isn't. We'd love uh, just love one Welsh team to come through, but that's not going to happen this year. Not We'd this love season. one to no, qualify. Year, no, no. Chance. And, uh, Ireland are going to get three, I think. Uh, well, Ireland could well get three because it could well, well get three. Now, we move on to conclude today's ruck with um, the key moment, nominations of uh, our god or goddess of the week. Casting vote lies with the chairman, that's me. But um, we'll start off with Steve James uh, making a rare appearance from cricket. Your god of the week, Steve. Well, I'm going for a weird one here. If anyone, saw, if anyone saw the coverage of Exeter against Gloucester, mm. one of the pundits was Ollie Woodburn. Who, oh. who was injured? Did anybody see what he was wearing? 
Yes. If if <laughs> what was he wearing? If, <laughs> well, who was I, he, I, I, I think he looked like. I, I don't know whether it was a bet or or whether he, he's quite a snappy dresser. <laughs> so he had this wide brim black hat on. Oh yes. He had it was this a felt big, black hat. It was... Yeah, felt felt. Yeah. Then he had this um, winter coat. He had leather gloves on, didn't he? And then the big white roll neck sweater. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you need to look. Right. It was absolutely incredible. Is this it's the twerp very, of the very, week or the god? Uh, well, I don't know. He impressed me. Right. Between us, do we think that that's snappy dressing or, or, or a, a, as you say, is it a fine thought, from the I club? I genuinely thought it was a bet, yeah. All right, well, it may be in a bet, but he's out, he was out there wearing a big hat and all that. So <laughs> Because we're so fashion aware, we really know the answer to this, don't we? Oh, Ollie Woodburn. Okay, the, the sorry. From, I know. Used to play for Bath. No, next year. Yeah, he had a big brown thing on. Yeah, Ollie Woodburn. <laughs> First nomination for ludicrous get-up is Ollie Woodburn. Oh, Ugo. From the upset. that fashion giant, Steve James. Uh, Mark, can I choose an inanimate object? Uh, this is getting well, even inanimate more God. An inanimate. Well, the question is, is God inanimate? Well, quite. So I will. Okay. I will choose uh, La Défense Stadium. Uh, okay. Which I've got to say, it, it's just fabulous. You were there, weren't you? I, I, it's right. just, I just love it. Yeah, it's, it's 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 indoors. It's got this huge screen. It's lights. It's action. It's entertainment. It's got thirty thousand seats. I mean, wouldn't it be just fabulous if rugby could be played in stadiums like this? That is the man with the vision the of the future? Yeah, that's right. Just. Just so heaven of the week. Absolutely, it looked wonderful on TV. It appeals to a much younger demographic, which is really important for team sports. I just thought it, I know it's it, it can't be done financially, but hats off to Racing. That I just thought it was sensational. Hats off, right? That's very, two strong ones there. Ollie Woodburn's hat off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my god of the week is a player who thrives in the aforementioned indoor stadium. Uh, Leone Nakarawa. Oh, yes. What a lovely, wonderful player. But mm. on a hard surface, when the ball's always dry, I mean, he, he's playing a cross between rugby and basketball, yeah. maybe closer to basketball sometimes. Uh, phenomenal pace, extraordinary hands. There's one point where uh, Tuilagi scored a try and he just about gassed him on the outside. And I, I thought it was um, uh, the... Uh, the winger. I thought it was the winger mm. he was going around, but Nakarawa. it was actually Nakarawa. I mean, what what is... It's yeah. just a joy to watch. Yeah, yeah lovely, lovely to watch him yesterday. Okay, well, well, mine is obvious. He's 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 not um, Bruce Springsteen in rugby, <laughs> but at least he's not in, inanimate either. <laughs> he's, he's alive, and um, I'm sure you uh, readers and um, and listeners, you let me have Bruce Springsteen this week because oh, I was, I was um, joking. <laughs> no, because it is just something just that so is beyond protecting. words, beyond sport. Uh, I left left the Walter Kerr Stadium on Broadway with tears in my eyes. It was just, and that's that's the honest truth. But be, bearing in mind, it's supposed to be um, probably meant, meant to be a rugby player who is alive and not inanimate. Uh, it's between um, uh, Leonie Nakarawa and Ollie Woodburn, and I have to say, for the sheer ludicrousness <laughs> of Ollie, Ollie Woodburn's supposed get-up, God of the Week. <laughs> Is the great fashionista <laughs> Ollie Woodburn? Oh, He'll be, he'd be yeah, so proud. He'll be he so will, proud. He will be delighted. I'm, won't he? I'm, I'm very proud. Of Ladies you. and gentlemen, Thanks, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for downloading us. We'll be back next week in Christmas week. Thanks to listening for listening to the Ruck. See you soon. <laughs>